Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I want sticky stuff off the balls. I'm Ben, and I want the slippery stuff off my hands. I don't know if that's um, hand sanitizer. <laughs> it's the uh, the residue from the Starbucks breakfast sandwich. Oh, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Which, which I don't understand. I mean, is there a scientific reason as to why they, like, t- all the ingredients are not lined up in the sandwich? It's like the bacon is all the way off to the side. The egg is like you know halfway off it's like not it never lines up so when you take a bite it's just like all doesn't line up and you can't really pull it apart either is there a reason why they do that uh it's because starbucks hates you okay the same reason why your order comes out as like bill or whatever comes out as what like they're like bill we have your grande iced coffee and you're like uh ben okay (laughs) (laughs) the best oh man the other day i went to starbucks right i got an order they they take my name i say what's your name zach 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 how do you spell that z a c h right so i'm sitting there waiting for my order and i and then the lady who took my order like flags me down and it's like here's your stuff it's been sitting here and I'm like okay and I look at the name on there it's fucking Z A H A wow why yeah like how does that happen like is there a reason is I, there like some underground like Starbucks thing to that or I uh, I wish I could tell you I wish I could tell you. It's like the idea is great. It's like one store does something and the idea is great, like writing names on cups, you know? Yeah. And then they try to like make everybody do it and not every store works the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And so you try to push things that work and it's like, uh, some people don't like that. Some people don't want to give their names. Some stores are just busy. You know what I mean? Like, and so there's a lot of that with Starbucks where it's like, okay, like maybe one store offered food and then they were like, yeah, that's good. So every store should have like breakfast sandwiches. And then it was like, oh, we got to like mass produce them now. So they get shipped in and then like, just like toss them into the oven exactly how they are. Yeah, right. Because that's pretty much how you're trained to do it. Like basically take the sandwich out of the wrapper, put it onto a piece of wax paper, throw it in the oven, press the button. Anyway, uh, welcome back to your favorite barista sucks. Yeah, this is like the third episode we start talking about Starbucks. Well, we should... Uh- I have I had a lot of experience fucking working there, so I yeah. don't mind. I go there too much. I 
So I'm actually really excited though, because for the last couple of years, I've lived within walking distance to Safeway and Safeway fucking blows. Um, and now I'm within walking distance to a King Supers, which is a lot better. It's like one of those, it's like one of those like Kroger owned umbrella grocery stores. You know, it's like basically Kroger now. Okay. But, yeah. We got Mariano's here in Chicago, but it's that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, because I just moved into this place and I haven't, I'm not at the stage where I have groceries yet. I'm still getting like to go food every meal. So I've been doing that in the morning. I mean, moving takes some time. Yeah. I've been, I still have just like open boxes everywhere. Just shit everywhere. Piles of clothes. Well, at least it's all your shit and there's no other people around now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad that this is done. And this is the... I I can't believe that this is the fifth place I've been doing this podcast in. Like, that blows my mind. (laughs) Right? And that's, that's only in... We're coming up on our second anniversary. We're about two months away. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how you should be living your life. So don't, whatever you can do to not ha- do that, don't do it. That's a lot of moving around. It's like you're like a, like an army kid. Yeah. I feel like a gypsy. Or, um, or like, uh, you know what? Actually, you know what I really feel like? I feel like an Orlando vlogger. Like, this is probably the life that Orlando vloggers live. Maybe, like, half of the stuff. And then on your free time, you're just going to parks. And then you're sitting in a, a Starbucks a Starbucks on their Wi-Fi trying to, like, upload to YouTube. And getting frustrated because the bandwidth is super low. And No, probably, like, editing. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I got to imagine, like, you're probably spending more time editing than anything. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Unless you like until you reach a certain point where you like if you're vlogging a specific style, you know exactly what to film and then you don't really need to do much editing. Yep, and then just slap on the watermarks, which oh my god, I gotta say, I hate italicized um video um watermarks or captions. Especially yellow italicized. It just looks really, really bad. I don't like when people make compilation videos and then slap a watermark on the entire thing. And it's made up of videos that they didn't take. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't fucking watermark shit that isn't yours. It's it's especially bad if it's double watermarked. (laughs) The original video has a watermark. And there's another watermark on it. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like those videos that come out of Russia, and it's like there's like seven layers of watermarks, and then you right? can tell. And the video has like also been cropped, so there's probably additional watermarks that got cropped out too. And it's like shit quality. Yeah, it's like, like old the filmed old, with a razor phone. The old joke about filmed with a potato. Wait, what? Like on YouTube, remember like old YouTube, you'd be like, what was this film on a potato? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I still use that joke sometimes. 
It's just old YouTube, like super old YouTube. <laughs> Sorry, Gabe, you probably don't get this joke. <laughs> but if you want a good reference, just just filter, like look up a roller coaster POV from about 2005. And you'll see a good, a pretty good example of that. Yep. Filmed on a potato. <laughs> <laughs> so I was... Only because I'm I'm kind of in a roller coaster mood. I miss oh Lakeside. So I actually live a couple blocks away from Lakeside now. Like it's I can walk to it in probably like ten minutes. Um, oh, so and, you traded home parks? Yep, yep. Trading home parks. I can now say Lakes claim Lakeside, but um, they're open. And what's kind of cool is that I think they have a rotation on some of their old rides. So. Like their um, like their loop, their Rolo plane and their Lupo plane and their Rocco plane and shit. But they got the. Have you ever been on a Lupo plane? No, but it sounds old and dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically just like um, there's two arms, and then each arm has a four person pod where you sit back to back. And of course, it's like like have you ever been ridden a Rocco plane? Okay, so it's literally a cage, and then there is a um, a single position lap bar that has that's curved, and then there's a straight a seatbelt that's tightly like um, it's like a tight seatbelt. So we, like when you pull down this lap bar, the seatbelt hits your waist first, and then the lap bar clicks into a single position. So you're sitting in like a cage, this tight little cage. And you just have this like metal lap bar and then the two arms swing in opposite directions. And then they do like a 360 loop. And then you just kind of like loop around, like, you know, you just do like three loops forward and then you do three loops backwards. It's sketch, but it's pretty fun. Sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, they, they have it open. It was running. I was, I got really excited. Um, their Schwarzkopf is, has no signs of life whatsoever. It's still standing. And not operating, no cars, no lights. It looks like there's no wiring even. So that sucks. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. But they've got a lot of cool neon, really cool neon. Um, and so when you drive past the park off the highway, the ne- the light the neon reflects off of the lake. And it looks really cool at night. I haven't seen it in so long, and I got all excited. So I'll have to probably go. Maybe I'll go this weekend. I think that's my goal. So. All right. Yeah. Got any other uh, coaster trips coming up? Any plans? Any travels? No, I I haven't been able to plan much once since I've been doing moving shit, but um, I kind of want to go back to the East coast at some point. I think it would be fun to do like Hershey. And like we were talking about last time doing like Connie at Lake or, um, or not Connie yet. Um, what's the park in Connecticut? Uh, Lake compounds. Yeah. Compounds. And like Six Flags New England. 
yeah, I want to go there and uh, get in a game at Fenway. So this is crazy. I just saw, so Silverwood had to, they had to evacuate the park because of wildfires. Holy shit. We've been having some air quality issues here in Chicago. Oh yeah. How's your smoke out there? Uh, Like I said, we've been having air quality issues. That's for sure. Is it to the point where you can, like, um, when the streetlights are on at night, that you can actually see the haze? No. Oh, okay. That's good. But it's like, we're not getting clear days. Okay, right. Like, we haven't had sunshine, like, like regular sunshine in a while. Yeah, that sucks. That's yeah. That's what it was like when I was home back home that whole time. I felt like it was just super gloomy, and it like wears down your energy levels and stuff. Yeah, not enough vitamin D and shit. <laughs> what um? Let's see. Is there any uh, coaster news that's at the top of your head? Um, uh, Dino's Wonder Wheel Park opened a coaster. Oh, that's right. It was one of those um, like Vacoma things. I think so, like a suspended or something. Yeah, those actually look pretty cool. Have you been on the one at Dollywood? No. Okay. Yeah, that one looks pretty fun. It's got that super small overbank turn. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. <clears throat> so that's I, pretty that's pretty cool. That's a new coaster. I wonder what that park is. I think that so I think it as far as like theme park experiences, one thing I want to experience is like going to Dino's and Coney Island and stuff on like a super hot summer day at night on like a sat like a like a busy crowded saturday night in the middle of summer on a hot day just for that like i don't know that like coney island summer vibe i think that'd be a lot of fun well you want to catch covid via BO? well okay i should i should also say not maybe not during covid era but just as like a you know as like a bucket list experience i don't know I think it'd be fun to go to Coney Island on the 4th of July and see the the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I wonder what the contestants are like. I'm going to I'm going to just going to I'm going to Google that. Dino, is it Dino's? Uh it's Nathan's. Okay. Nathan's hot dog. Hot the question dog. I have is how many are from Texas? Right. I'm just going to Google image search this. <laughs> Actually, okay. I think Kobayashi's retired. And what's his name? One again this year, Joey Chestnut. <clears throat> One thing I want to say, though, is like, what's up? So every every freeze frame image I see of this, it's just people like with their with their hand over their mouth as if they're like shoving the last inch into their mouth. Yeah, that's how they do it, dude. That's crazy. They grab like two in their hand. Yeah. 
and then just basically like bite, 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 and then cover their mouth to like get the last two bites in. Didn't um, didn't like Mike Boodley or whatever? Didn't he do a hot dog eating contest? Like, wasn't his that wasn't that his claim? No, no, no. He rode the cyclone. He did a marathon on the cyclone. Oh, okay, okay. It's arguable that either one is equally as coaster enthusiast as the other. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm thinking because I'm thinking of like that really old um, that doc that Discovery Channel show where it talked about GCI and making quasi and stuff. And I want to say there was like a segment where he talked about that. So maybe he just made a joke about eating a lot of hot dogs. Okay. But I thought I thought he like also won the hot dog eating contest or well, something. Maybe he did. They need to combine the two of them <laughs> and make it like how many hot dogs you can eat and then survive how many laps around the cyclone. Yeah. Or like you That's have the to- real goddamn champion right there. Or you have to eat a hot dog per lap. So then, so well, think about it. Start, but then you have to start with like a ten-minute contest. Then it's got to be like a ten-minute eating contest, and then you do two laps on the cyclone. Then you do another ten-minute eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> then another two laps on the cyclone. Oh my god! That would kill yourself. That well, that's the real goddamn champions right there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to have some fucking fortitude to get through that shit. <laughs> do you do you remember Okay, another Discovery Channel show. Do you remember when they did that um it was like a game show inside Six Flags Magic Mountain? Where, no, but that sounds horrible. Where it was like um it was, you know, they so they do like a contest where it was like, "Okay, we're going to put you on the rotor for 3 minutes and then you're going to have to like walk over a balance beam and then we're going to see how many backflips you can, how many front or backflips you can do on the, on those like bungee trampolines. And then there was um, like, you, you would ride the sky coaster and you had to throw water balloons at a target. Um, oh, it's like, it's so vaguely familiar with like a super over enthused fucking nineties voiceover. Well, no, they had a host, but the host was too big to ride anything. So like they had and they put him on the bungee trampoline and they had, like he tried to do a flip and he like couldn't he could bear like he could not move on the trampoline. Like he was just like he, it was really awkward. Um, okay, maybe I don't remember this. And then there's but the last the last contest was like it was like a sushi and nacho eating contest where you had to eat like they, they you had to eat like a plate of nachos and a plate of sushi. And then ride Goliath or something. I mean, I'm out, but that sounds <laughs> entertaining. Yeah, I wonder if I can find that. It was like um, throw rides put to the test or something. I don't know. No, it wasn't it. I mean, I'd like to see people doing that shit. There, oh, that's right. There's also this kind of cool one where it was... Um, you had there was like you had a, a cup with a ball in it, and you had to keep the ball in the cup the entire ride during X two. But oh, pretty much, that would be fucking hard. 
Yeah, everyone lost it on the first drop, pretty much. Would you be allowed to cover the cup with your hand? No, you can't cover it. Oh, wait, no, this is it. I think this is it. Throw rides put to the test with uh, with host John Pullman. I wonder if this is on YouTube. Throw rides put to the test. Uh, it's not on YouTube. Oh, man, that sucks. I have to see if there's a DVD release or something. It's Excuse on. Me. It, it's on RCDB or IMDb, but um, there's no uh, clips of it. So, is there other news? Let's see. Well, there's um. Let's see. It's just a lot of schedule changes. Like theme parks are not having a good year. Um. Oh, okay. Lakeside's open. It's it's in Screamscape. Um. A teenage girl drowns at Land of Illusions. Oh boy. I don't know. What is that? I don't know. I was mostly reacting to the teenage girl drowning. That's not good. Did you see that um that chemical leak in te- at like Six Flags over Texas or something at a Holy water shit, park? No, what? Yeah, there was a chlorine leak and then they had to call hazmat and like 50 people got chlorine burns. Oh my god. Yeah, it's been a bad year for parks, man. Yeah, like it's shockingly bad. Um and I wonder if it's just going to be, if it's like a bad sign that, you know, next year is going to be worse. Like I hope, because wasn't it in 2008 where parks started to really cut, like, this, I'm trying to remember, did Six Flags cut parks in 08, right? They started like cutting hours a bunch. Like, wasn't that like around the time they like, they made it like the season was like longer in the calendar year? But, like, there was less actual operating days. Well, yeah. I remember in 09, they opened the park on out, like, a month early. Because typically the park had opened, like, May 7th. And then in 2009, that's when we had that April 3rd opening day. Yeah, that I was remember, awesome. Yeah, like, I remember scraping snow off my car before, like, on the way down. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And there was nobody in the park. Like, it was the most dead I've ever seen the park. You'd ride Raging Bull and there'd be like seven people on the train. Wasn't that when uh, Ray was there? Yeah, that was the biggest meetup we ever had, I think, for opening Yeah, day. that's right, because Dwayne was there, Chris was there. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, that was that was a good month. And then I remember um, Alyssa and I, on on like weekdays, We'd go because they were like, yeah, we're going to be open on like an April Wednesday from 10 to 3. And then you could go, you'd go there and it was just as dead. Like you could ride everything. Everything was open too, which was crazy. Um, and yeah, you could like walk on every single ride in less than two hours. 
I think I remember going with you like on your birthday that year. That's right. And you made a you made like a dole whip at Overweiss. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, probably we're going to continue to see operating hours fluctuate. Yeah, I mean, I want to be I mean, I'm being pretty pessimistic, but I I definitely think that after this summer that next year is going to be really rough for parks. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, it kind of concerns me a little bit. Like I'm kind of, I don't know. I have this bad feeling that we, we might lose, like if anything, we're going to lose the family owned parks, you know, six flags and Cedar fair and stuff will probably be fine, but old ass wooden, you know, wooden coasters might be down or might go away. I mean, it's possible. They're going to RMC the beast. All right. Wouldn't hear me complain about it. (laughs) But they'll pull a six flags and they'll cut off like they'll cut out like half of the ride layout. Right. Like you go into the tunnel, you go around that big turn and then you hit that mid course and it just stops and you turn, you go up the lift hill and it's half of the double helix and then it's done. They, they wouldn't have a helix. What was that? They're not going to put a helix on an RMC. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They'll, They'll add like a barrel roll to it or turn it into a wave turn. Right. It'll be like if they did like the beasts helix, it would like it would like have outward banking on the drop and then like switch to inward banking for the in for like the curve at the bottom and then have like a barrel roll out of it. Yeah. Or or they or it would be kind of on um an iron rattler that part on top of the quarry wall with all those like awkward bank turns. Just yeah, like, isn't that where the helix on that ride was? Yeah, the triple helix. Yeah, that's why I think they won't. Yeah, they won't do a helix. It would just be bullshit like the like exactly what you're saying like the top of the quarry wall iron wet rattler yeah i mean that that part of the ride is fun but it's really awkward it just doesn't feel it just doesn't feel like a natural roller coaster it's just kind of like okay this is a little unnecessary it's like a it's all like a pre-lift section yeah yeah. it seriously reminds me of um twisted colossus pre-lift yeah that's almost exactly what it is I think what they should have done is added a uh they should have done like a slow Jojo roll or something up there where you know you're like really close to the ground. You can like, you know, feels like you can touch the ground upside down. Either that or like 
just some of those really tiny bunny hills. Yeah. yeah. Like almost like the kitty coaster kind where it like you get like a weird like false airtime just from the car's jerky motions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was um riding what was that, the Kentucky Flyer coaster at Kentucky Kingdom where the airtime is it's not really airtime. You're almost um you're almost like getting lunge you're like lunging forward in your seat. It's not really you know what I mean? It's not really like airtime, you're just kind of like getting jerked around. It's a little awkward. Micro, yeah. micro, micro seconds of airtime. I like those though. <laughs> Kentucky like, Flyer ugh. was actually, yeah, I actually really like Kentucky Flyer. I liked it a lot more than uh, than Mind Blower. Mind Blower is a little, little weird. Dude, I love Mind Blower. <laughs> Was it uh was it pretty rough when you wrote it? Well, a little bit, yeah, but no rougher than like Hades. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of that that the picture of those two people that are um like they're uh they're like standing up on the ride. Oh god, yeah. I got stapled the stapling. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm like stapling doesn't really can work. It can, it's not a real thing anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because pretty much all of the restraints are designed to be completely touching you anyway. Even on the ones that don't, they don't fucking parks they don't they don't tell their like they tell the employees to specifically not push down hard yeah you know what i mean so like they'll push down slight a little bit without force and if it goes down another click without force then whatever you know what i mean yeah i will say that i could definitely so i do understand though the um after that woman fell out of Perilous Plunge, that Knott's Berry Farm went Fort Knox on stapling on every one of their coasters. Yeah, I remember. Don't you remember seeing on Accelerator somebody pushing it with their foot? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, nothing like that happens anymore. Yeah, so right. stapling doesn't fucking happen anymore. <laughs> That's fucking stapling. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I remember a video when during, um, I think it was, it was probably like Winter Coaster Solace in 2002, where there's, there's an old video, I think on TPR or something on like the forums where they were showing the employees um, stapling every single person on Ghost Rider during ERT. And they would basically like push it down twice. Like so hard and, you know, with those like PTC lap bars. Yeah, yeah. And they had like completely locked arms yeah like straight all the way out and just like down <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that's fucking stapling or like 
I saw it on Banshee at Kings Island a couple times. You'll see people with like bigger upper bodies. Yeah. Who like the restraints are not super accommodating to them. And so the employees like will apply a lot of force to make sure that like the restraint will go down to the verify position. Yeah. That's that's a stapling, but like that's about the only context in which it happens anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a case of where the rider themselves is like, yep, I want to ride. So make sure you you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I would. So Kentucky kingdom by far had the, from what I like, what I've seen in a single park visit, the most times where people were getting denied. So pretty much. Um, so when we were there, um, what the hell is the the Morgan Storm? No, not Storm Chaser. Um, lightning Run. Yeah, Lightning Run. So Lightning Run is only running one train, and pretty much one person per train was getting was like getting denied. So, but they would do the whole thing like, okay, unlock the lap bar. All right, sir, like sit up here, pull up your gut, whatever. And they would like try again. It's like, nope, still denied. Oh, all right, let, let, let's try one more thing. Okay. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, here, let's let's change rows. And you're just sitting there, and you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> um, and Good then, lord. And then Storm Chaser was also running one train, and it was like the same thing, but it was like two people per train, just like couldn't fit. Oh and my employ- god! Like I understand the employees trying once or twice, but like once you get to the point where you're on your third unlock, and then they're like, oh, like let's try switching seats. It's like, all right, come on. <laughs> like, at least have them go to the exit, you know, and then have them, like, try on the next cycle or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have to hold up your entire line. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Oh, I was going to say, too, with the... With getting stapled on a PTC train, there's there's a very distinct um, click sound. Like there's, it's like a very fleshy click when you get stapled up. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you, you when you like whenever you hear it, it's like a very distinct like click. It's like fleshy, and it, you can feel it like reverberating like through your like through the person's thighs. Yeah, Monolith I don't know is, if I'm familiar. This is the sound. It's like that forced click where, like, it really shouldn't go down, and they, it goes down just enough. Um, fucking Hades. Actually, now that I think about it, Mount Olympus is pretty bad about that for a while. Some of the uh, some of the employees would staple there. Really. Yeah, I've I've had it a few times, but it was more or less just due to incompetence, not necessarily because they were trying to. Actually, that kind of makes sense though, too, because like I remember the lap bars on that thing just going side to side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So like they were like, make sure that they're like down as possible, because if they're gonna go side to side, we want them down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, like um Yeah, same thing for like um Zeus is the same way. Like you could literally just you could felt like you could just pull like pry the lap bar off the train. Dude, that buzz bar was like sad. Yeah. <laughs> I like, still I it's still surprising it stayed locked in the up position, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, like I've had lap bars pop open on Zoo on, on Mono well, I think it was just Okay, I've seen it. I've seen a, a buzz bar pop open on Cyclops. And then I've personally had my lap bar pop open on Zeus like once or twice. And then oh my lap bar my lap bar also popped open once on Opa on the lift hill. <laughs> like I was there with I was there with Eric and we we're just like going up and then all of a sudden it just was like boo, it just pops open. I'm like, what the fuck? No wonder no wonder somebody died on it. Of course. Did you see that Zeus got a bunch of track work done? No, that's that's good. It probably needed it. Well, it looks like they uh they reprofiled a bunch of the hills. Oh really? Oh, where where is that on Screamscape? Uh it was in El Toro Ryan's video. Oh, uh, okay. <coughs> I'll have to look that up. They, it looks like they, you know how they used to be more triangular? Yeah, yeah. Looks like they undid that. Oh, uh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, the, um, it probably needed it because, but I will say though, like everyone kind of talks shit about that ride, but I've always had pretty good front row rides on it. Like that double down in the front was always pretty good. I never really liked that ride. It was always really rough. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget when we were there in 08 for the Ace event. And like a uh, there was a pothole on the first bunny hill, like up, going up the first bunny hill. And it was bad. Like the train visibly slowed down. Um, and you could actually see the car. Like you could see everybody's like head jolting like in this pothole um and then they like close the ride for an hour you just see some people pounding like two by fours into the track and then it just miraculously opens (laughs) they like they're like okay we're having an auction for actual track from zeus (laughs) and it's like some rotting wood (laughs) It's like, wait a minute, aren't these the new pieces? Or yeah, it's like they have some pieces they they forget like which is the new and which is the old. It's like, wait, was this supposed to like go on it? Wait, wait, wait is this the old piece? What is this? Uh, like five bucks. <laughs> it's got a giant crack in it. I don't know, <laughs> fifty cents. <laughs> oh, we could probably reuse that. Go put it on Hades. Oh yeah, I see the okay. I see the reprofiling stuff. It looks like they redid parts of Cyclops too. Oh, they're re okay. They're actively redoing Cyclops. Yeah, oh man, bummer. Yeah, that sucks because like the air that airtime on Cyclops was nuts. Those like first few hills. 
Well, the best was always that last hill, though. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, shit, at least they're, I mean, at least they're putting money into the, uh, into the coasters. I mean, also, also I'm, I'm just scrubbing through his video. It looks like they also did a lot of track work on Hades because it, it looks like it's actually, um, with those new, holy shit. It looks like it's actually um, like running really fast now, which is good. I like um, <clears throat> the uh, Nick is like, yeah, we got a uh, RMC to come in. And everyone's like, what? Really? He's like, yeah, Rick Morris construction. <laughs> and it's just like an LLC. They created themselves. It's It's like one of his cousins. <laughs> holy shit dude Z- like zeus is flying that's awesome holy shit i should have uh i should have went there like i uh, like zeus looks like it's actually pretty good now well damn son <clears throat> i might have to take Rianne up there when we go to Milwaukee next weekend. Yeah, you should do that. Reports. It's I mean, just um All right, I'll have to watch that video later. Nice. One thing that was funny is that he confirms in his own words everything we've said about the place. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like it it's we joke about it, but like that's actually what the park is like. Yeah, no, people think we talk shit just to talk shit. But it's like, no, go and see it for your fucking self. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're not talking shit to talk shit. If you told us the place had a fire in it the day you were there, we would believe you. Yeah, I'm actually surprised there's not more accidents there. Just hey, cons- no accidents ever in Mount Olympus <laughs> that you know about. They probably um, they probably own the uh, like the EMS part, like the EMS company or whatever contractor in the Dells. Hey, uh, we got a we got a private hospital here in Lake Delton. <laughs> you know what's really sad though? I drove past um I was driving down the strip and seeing Timber Falls gone was kind of sad. Oh. And it's just it's, it's just, completely gone now? Yeah. Well, so Timber Falls had a they had mini golf um across the street from the skyscraper, but the log ride and all the mini golf that was in the middle of the log ride is gone. And, and oh, God. So it's just the skyscraper in the parking lot of that Mexican restaurant. And then um, they still have their like their one mini golf course. So that is so depressing because like. Especially when Avalanche was running there, that place was fucking great because it was like 
the coaster runs along the border and then there's mini golf the entire inside of it and a log ride like going just like zigzagging through the fucking golf course and then there was like it was one of those tiny little log rides that had the big drop though yeah yeah that was hilarious and then they had like other tiny rides on the on the floor level that shit was crazy yeah, it was it was very um, also like very Indiana Beach where the coaster w- scaffolding was just kind of everywhere. Pretty much, like if you built Indiana Beach in the size of like a Best Buy, yeah, that that pretty much be fucking Avalanche or uh, Timber Falls. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like I've, I mean, I I've seen that log ride has been there. Pretty much as long as I remember. Like, I want to say the first time I ever went to the Dells, that log ride was there, from what I remember. Um, so, it's just weird, like, seeing that. You know, like, so it's just one of those things, like, that has been there your whole life, and then it's gone, and it's like, wow, like, that whole place was literally a parking lot. Like, it's it's a tiny parking lot. It's pretty amazing. At least... um. The Pirates Cove mini golf there is still is still there, which is mini golf or Pirates Cove mini golf is still there, and I haven't done that since I was a kid. I'd like to go and do that. It was always pretty fun. My parents took me to the Dells when I was a kid, and you know what we saw? Tommy Barlett. No, no, that would have been cool, but no, we saw fucking Robot World. Okay, I never did that, but I. I was it was it cool? Like was it no, no, yeah. It was like I a mean, tour, tourist trial. Like okay, did you ever go to the science center in Cleveland? No. Okay. Uh, you ever been to a children's museum? Yeah. Basically that. Okay, that makes sense. But like, eighties futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't know if it's been updated since the uh, mid nineties when I went as a child, but I don't really know how you could with the theme of robots. Right. Yeah. Unless you're going to fill the place with a bunch of like, here's what's going to steal your parents' jobs. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a fun exhibit. (laughs) Right. Here's 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 what the future of everything looks like. That's like actually so like I you know my job is basically like automation. And I always have those moments of like am I part of the problem? No, cuz if you don't do it somebody else will. That's true. That is true. It's kind of the catch 22 of like anybody doing trying to fix things or whatever, like big, bigger issues like that is like, especially an issue that big is like, even if like whatever company you were working for or whatever decided, no, we're not going to do this. That doesn't change the, the entirety of industry. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least like as far as doing stuff, like at least at least now I'm at a new company, like a like a startup, 
where it's not like we're taking away jobs, but my like my old jobs were just that though. It was like, yeah, we're trying to reduce our headcount by 30%. And then, you know, I would design these systems, which effectively like, you know, made jobs obsolete and it sucked. That's why the future, the future is in learning to build or fix robots or operate them. We will or be machine fun. learning. We will be robots. Get your Neuralink. Imagine if, wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> How about this, right? You get a, wait, hold on, but you get a Neuralink and then um, there's like Wi-Fi on coaster trains and then you can like alter the roller coaster experience with your Neuralink. Okay. How about this? There will one day be fucking AI theme park vloggers. Oh, yeah. No, I guarantee you that will be a thing because I know it'll be like some generic soft female voice that has like a very creepily human like avatar. That uh, that doesn't appear on camera, you know, but has but does occasionally, and then it'll just be like footage of parks with a voiceover. Yeah, I know. I I can definitely see that. I mean, they're already kind of doing that already. Um, I mean, there's media companies that all they do is just make um, generic content like that. Um, you know, like those like those like top five compilations and. It's that, um, you know, that like text to speech narration and like oh, yeah. super generic transitions and stuff. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's fucking crazy. But I mean, like, instead of watching, you know, Tim Tracker or Coaster Studios or whoever, it'll be a fucking AI of some sort. Yeah. I don't know. The one thing I can't predict about that is if it will be like somebody with with the capability to just feed in video and spew out content or if it'll be like an algorithm that can scour the web for new footage and be able to like put together its own vlogs off of that you know what i mean yeah right or um they just have a row like it's just like a Mars rover that just roves around the park. I don't think like parks would allow that. Well, yeah. Unless it was for their purposes. Yeah. But I, I could I could see that happening though, where the parks like you know, it's kinda like the parks subscribe to the service and they're like, Yeah, this automated way to get unlimited B roll footage, use it for marketing purposes, whatever. Um I don't know, but yeah, I could. I, I that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, like I could see like um, Disney building some sort of like like robot that yeah can basically just like roam around the park, be able to detect guests and like interact with them efficiently mm-hmm. oh 
but also be able to capture 360 video at all times and filter it like immediately and send it to a cloud. Well, I got an idea. I got a video idea. We take, we take um, those people who do those um, like those walkthroughs where they just literally like walk down the midway, but we do um, like fake theme park vlogger. So we take that footage and then we stand in front of a green screen and like hold up a phone as if we're taking a selfie video and then just reverse those walkthrough videos. So it looks like we're walking through the park and we do like fake theme park tours with a green screen of other people's footage. (laughs) It's like, Hey everybody, we're here at Disney world. And then just, you know, I don't know, do stupid shit. Here's something I was thinking about since we're talking about changes in in theme parks. Do you think that, and this is something I had talked to Rianne about a long while ago, back at like the beginning of the pandemic, when all the parks initially closed, I had said to her, I feel like, you know, if reservations are the way, if there's limited capacity, I just don't see a way that season passes or annual memberships, anything like that, will be able to hold on. So I'm, I'm going to put the, pose this to you as the question. A, do you think season passes will be a thing that continues on? And if not, how long do you think they'll hang on? You well, know, so- yeah. So what's the, I mean, what's the, like, what's the reasoning of them not being around because of reservations? Well, so essentially, like- if you look at Disney as like an industry leader, which especially in the case of parks and in terms of financial decisions, typically they are. Yeah. What they've been doing recently is, especially in Disneyland, they canceled all their annual passes. They didn't cancel them. Um, the park had been closed to the point where none of them would have been active anymore. Yeah. So they no longer allowed renewals. So they no longer have an annual pass program in place. And with Disney World, they're no longer selling them. They're, so they're honoring them and they're allowing people to continue extending them, but they're no longer selling them. Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> And the thought is basically now that they have switched their business model to trying to put as many people into the park as possible and then hoping they'll all spend a bunch of money. Yeah, right. To instead limiting the amount of people that are in the park and making sure they spend as much money as possible. Okay. Yeah, I see. Well, the only... I mean, I could see that happening. The only issue I see potentially is that like, um, when the park is busy, it encourages people to buy the fast passes and all these like different tiers of status. So although I could, although if they like jacked up the ticket price, I guess here's my thinking with Disney is that you can have a ticket price that's like $400 and people are still going to go to Disney. So, in, or fuck, people will spend probably as much as they have to to go to Disney. Um, 
So I could see to where like a ticket price, like a single day is like 500 bucks. But then when you go, the park is, isn't crowded. I mean, I could see that happening, I suppose. I, it, I think it was, well, they're doing, a, they're doing some other Disney. changes. Yeah. I mean, they're doing some other changes too. Like you were saying about fast pass, that's no longer a thing. They're not having that currently. They haven't had it since they've reopened at either park. And except at Paris now, they're starting to charge for it by attraction. Okay. Which I think is actually advantageous to visitors like myself who are really mainly interested in riding a couple of rides. Yeah, right. Because it's anywhere from... I think 10 to 30 bucks per attraction. Okay. So it'd almost be like variable tolling where depending on how busy it is, the price goes up. It's depending on what ride it is. Okay. So like, you know, space mountain is going to be 30, but whatever the carousel of progress is 10, Yeah, you know? Well, in that case, I mean, I could also see Disney doing if they go to reservation where the whole your whole day is like a la carte. So you pay like 50 bucks just to get into the gate for the day. And then, yeah, you pay 10 to 30 bucks per attraction or something like that. So when you so it's almost like when you're like, all right, let's go to Disney. It's like, you know, April and you're like, all right, well, I want to go to Disney in October. And then you buy your, um, you know, you buy your admission ticket, and then you add on like, okay, I'm gonna want to ride Space Mountain at eleven, and then I'm gonna want to ride Big Thunder Mountain at one, and then I'm gonna ride whatever Space Splash Mountain at three, and then you basically a la carte order your entire trip before you even get there, and it's like, all right, my admission is 180 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's possible we could get to that place. And it's kind of how they used to do it for the on-site visitors where the fast passes would open up and you could get the reservations ahead of time. But now I think it does kind of level the playing field in that way where if you're not staying on-site but you got your advanced tickets and you could pay yeah. for a fast pass. And we'll have to see if they have the advanced fast pass too because maybe they don't even offer that. In which case, that certainly would level a playing field for everyone. Right. Yeah, I also think Park should reset on fast passes and shit, and just go back to like, you know what? Just just charge me an extra hundred dollars for a season pass and not have fast lane and shit. Because I don't know. That, I think that's definitely killed the park experience the most. I mean, for fuck's sake, I'd see it when you're at a Cedar Fair property and you're trying to ride a big attraction and 50 to 60% of the train is dedicated to fast lane. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. And then, so it's like, oh, okay, you wait 30 minutes for fast lane or you wait two, you know, an hour and a half for standby. And it's like, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean... I think they're having a tricky time too because they're they're down. Yeah, their last uh, 
report was down. Yeah, Which, I, saw, I was actually reading that. Like Six Flags and Cedar Fair are not having good years. So, which makes sense. I mean, so I don't know. It's going to be weird for a little bit. It's got to be tough right now because it doesn't seem to be exactly um, a shortage of demand, really. Yeah. You know? Demand seems to be there. I'm I'm wondering if maybe it's like did they miss the ball on trying to like adjust pricing to accommodate for it? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, probably. Cuz given all the variables and factors going into how uncertain this season is, I feel like, you know, even if they started off with a certain, you know, let's say ticket price, and then they see that demand is still high, it seems reasonable to argue that, like, introducing dynamic pricing as a way to not only capture more profit, but possibly discourage overcrowding. Yeah. Right. Would be a really savvy move at this point. I mean, obviously there's nothing they can do about already sold tickets, like memberships, season passes, all that shit. But for single day tickets and all tickets sold going forward, they could certainly say, okay, it's a Saturday in July. The admission today is $75 versus like, it's a Wednesday in September. Admission today is $43, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh shit. Hey, I, fuck, I got a call in a few minutes. Um, Oh, holy shit. Yep. All right. Well, wrap uh, up. All right, I'll uh, insert some Patreon names and all the plugs and everything here. All right, thanks for listening. And until next time, your Your favorite favorite coaster coaster sucks. sucks.